You are listening to ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. The anatomy of a practice. Do you know the head, shoulders, knees, and toes of your practice? A detailed knowledge of your practice's anatomy is of utmost importance to the stability of your business. Welcome to the Business of Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Caskell. Joining me today is Kim LaFontana, Vice President of Operations at Athena Health. Kim was a healthcare consultant to various health insurers and currently heads the Payer Performance Management Group at Athena Health. She oversees the Payer Rules Engine that currently has over 40 million various payer coding rules that lives in real time on a web-based practice management system. Kim, let's start with the bread and butter of a medical practice, things like eligibility, checking, scheduling, correct coding, uh, things we all hate, but it sounds like that's the most important thing we could be doing. That's right. I mean, I think most practices understand that, and, and unfortunately, this ends up taking uh, all their time. So most, most groups we go in, what I would call, are, are at sort of level one in terms of their, their hierarchy of needs, and this is level one, which is just blocking and tackling, getting the basics done every day. You know, with these day-to-day activities, are they taken for granted? Are they being used? Are they not used? What, what's happening with these? Well, most groups are attempting to do these things. So let's take eligibility checking, for example. Most groups, before their their, uh, slate of patients is due to arrive for today, will make an attempt to go down through that list, and they'll either use a point-of-service device or use a web portal or get on the phone and try and confirm that every patient is eligible for coverage. They may not get to all of them because you know what it looks like at the front desk of a medical practice. It's busy and and chaotic, and they have a lot of things uh, competing for their attention. But they do make an attempt. What we don't see most medical groups doing is connecting it to the back end. So 30 days later, some of those claims that went out today were denied because the eligibility actually wasn't valid. And so we don't see medical groups sort of connecting the dots and saying, gee, here's what's not working in our practice today. So there's a lot of wasted effort on both ends, and it ends up not being a very effective process in most in most medical offices that we've taken a look at. So how can the average Joe physician improve his eligibility checking? You know, I can talk about how Athena does it for our clients. In general, you know, I think having the same people responsible for given function on the on the front and the back of the office is a best practice that we talk to, to medical groups about. So the folks who checked in the eligibility, if they had to work those denials on the back end, they might, they might pay a little more attention um, to making sure the eligibility gets checked every day. So having sort of full accountability through the workflow rather than splitting it up and having some people do the front and some people do the back. So you're more into a cohesive group where someone is actually following the problem from start to finish. That's right. So in manufacturing, they'd call it total quality management. You don't have someone at Toyota who, you know, manufactures the bumper and someone else who knows if the bumper worked or not. I mean, they've sort of connected the dots in a lot of industries, and it's time we we really start to step up and do so in healthcare. So what happens in a group when... What appear to be little things are not really paid attention to, but it appears that these little things blow up into basically deciding whether or not that practice is um, solvent. Yeah, no, I mean, this this can become enormously expensive. So most medical groups experience something like 30 or 40% of claim denials, um, which is an unbelievable number. I mean, if you compare that to any other industry, um, that defect rate is extraordinary. And so the cost of, of managing, and, and people call it working in the AR, you know, that's not really what it is. It's firefighting. 
Um, and the cost of doing that is extraordinary. And that's where a lot of the potential sort of bottom line profits in a medical practice go is it's employing people on the back end to sort of run reports and get on the phone with Medicaid and try and hammer them to fix something, you know, 60 days later that should have been caught up front. So can you give us some examples of how a practice income is really affected by all these denial rates? Are there some actual numbers out there that say, you know, if you do 10 if 10% of your claims get denied, this translates into how much income? Something like 10% of revenue is spent on quote-unquote denial management. Um, which is just, in our opinion, wasted effort. It shouldn't have happened in the first place. You know, I, I can just think of my own medical practice, and the the staff up front is overwhelmed daily by phones, by people, and uh, even by drug reps coming in all day and bothering them. Although they usually bring donuts, right? Right. They use donuts, and so they're actually, you know, unfortunately, my, my staff's waist size is also increasing. <laughs> um, instead of the revenues going up, right. just the... Uh, the waist sizes are increasing. But besides Athena, is anyone else out there doing something similar? I haven't seen anything like it. I mean, that's why we started this business 10 years ago is because we recognized a real gap. Um, and, and several of us had been consultants and had seen how other companies and other industries work and just real, realized that there's just an enormous um, process integrity problem in healthcare. So that's what we set out to solve. You're listening to ReachMD XM 233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Caskell, and I'm with Kim LaFontana, Vice President of Operations for Athena Health, Inc. Kim, can you comment or highlight some of the errors that practices make that really lead to large revenue workflow issues? Sure. So we've talked about some of the billing-specific issues, you know, not doing a good job at checking patient eligibility. Eligibility is the leading cause of claim denials in general for medical groups. Um, so, so there's some, some just basic blocking and tackling billing issues. What we really see, though, that really takes a bite out of, out of revenue opportunity is what I mentioned before. If you, you know, if a medical practice gets in this bad place of spending all their time firefighting and at this sort of level one in the hierarchy of needs, what they're not doing is thinking about whether or not their schedules are optimized or they are, their patient throughput is appropriate or it's time to open a new medical site in the, in the new county that's really, that's really growing and has the right demographics. So there's sort of strategic, um, errors we see clients making that, that really um, impact their bottom line. And, and, and when, when, when medical groups get this right uh, and grow appropriately, it's, it's, it's a, it can be very profitable. Kim, I'd like to talk a little bit about Athena's theories and uh, ideas of how practice management works. I know that Athena has a concept known as the unified theory of practice management. What, what is it? Yeah, I mean, that, that basically gets at what, what I was mentioning earlier, which is, you know, you need to have appropriate processes and people and training in place to take care of the, the day-to-day billing operations. If your practice manager is spending all of his or her time fighting on the phone with Medicaid, you're probably not doing that. So that person, that practice administrator or manager, should be instead focused on um, not day-to-day billing, but instead focused on things like making sure your staff is optimized and taking a look at the schedules and taking a look at your appointment process and whether or not patients are experiencing um, and, and what patients are experiencing when they call in to try and schedule an appointment and thinking, thinking a little bit more broadly. Um, the next level up from the practice manager is the, is the leadership, so the physicians or the executives who run the practice. If those folks are spending their time fighting with Medicaid, that's a tragedy. 
I also have read that Athena has a live benchmarking program, and I'm wondering what that really is. Yeah, so we we decided to uh, put a little put a little uh, competition, get the competitive juices flowing among our client base. And so what we did is we picked um, five or so metrics that we think are great uh, indicators of whether or not you're you're doing the day-to-day work of the office well. Um, so one of those is how fast it takes you to get your charges in the system. So after you see a patient, what's the lag time between that and when the charge gets created so it can get billed out? And so what we have on our system when our clients log in every morning, the first thing they see is how they're doing. So they might be running at about a day and a half charge entry lag. They then see how their uh, how the other practices in their state are doing, and they then see how the other practices across the country are doing. And so they get an idea of their performance relative to others, and we give prizes. So if you if you have the best charge entry lag across the country for a quarter, we'll bring in a catered lunch for that practice to to thank them for their hard work and reward them for sort of focusing on the right things. So we're trying to make these best practices be, you know, really part of the of the fabric of running a medical group. Is there a way you can use the benchmarking in the individual practice to motivate staff? Yeah, so we have lots of practices who um, take a look at how many patients get, uh, how many appointments get scheduled by an individual who is doing the appointment scheduling in a given day. So we have all kinds of reports that our clients run to look at individual staff members' productivity and quality. And they give out bonuses and reward people for doing the right thing. You're listening to Reach MD XM 233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Caskell, and I'm with Kim LaFontana, Vice President of Operations for Athena Health, Inc. Kim, does the Athena program, can you talk a little bit more about how it creates accountability? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what what we're all about is transparency. And so there's a dashboard that you can look at to see exactly how your practice is doing at any point in time and where claims are held up uh, and where your revenue is held up. So if it's not out at the payer getting processed, it's held up in a work queue in your own internal operation. So um, we have practice managers who use that religiously to get on the phone every morning and say, hey, it looks like your the volume you have sitting in your hold queue increased um, overnight. Do you have someone out sick? Can I send someone out to help you? So it's how they keep their, their staff members at, at various locations, for example, accountable, and how they make sure they know and keep their finger on the pulse of what's going on. So you have eyes in the sky actually watching over the client? You don't just uh, give them their product and let them go? Uh, we see all our clients across the country. And what we give a practice manager is the ability to see all of their individual locations, for example, and how they're doing relative to each other. So I could get a call one morning out of the blue, just say, hey, are you okay, Dr. Caskell? That's right. We call our clients. We make more outbound calls than we take inbound calls. We call our clients and say, hey, it looks like you slowed down a little bit on your charge lag. You're usually running about 0.8 days, uh, and you're up around one and a half days. Do you have someone out sick? Is there anything we can do to help? Uh, you know, talking about the benchmarking program, is there a, is there something that uh, you can use for self-pay? Yeah, so the metric we look at right now is the uh, percent of self-pay that's over 90 days old. And so we have a best practice number that we like to see, and it varies by specialty and by part of the country. And if your number clicks up above that, we let our clients know that they need to instill some new practices to help make sure they're working that self-pay and getting that paid. The American patient is the fastest-growing payer in the country and is by far the worst payer in the country. So this is this is going to be a big area of focus for medical groups in the next five years, I would say. So what would happen to Athena if all the insurance groups got together and combined into just one massive single payer? 
<laughs> uh, I'd say the likelihood of that happening is, is, is pretty limited. I mean, we still offer enormous value in terms of sort of revenue forecasting and predictability um, and the ability to sort of take away the administrative complexity, um, even if it's not, you know, individual payer rules, getting claims out to the payers every day, getting them paid, pay, posting your payments. Those aren't things you want to employ staff to do. Those are things that get done better centrally by a, um, you know, a highly automated function like ours. Kim, I'd like to thank you for joining us today. Kim LaFontana is the Vice President of Operations at Athena Health Incorporated. I'm Dr. Larry Caskell. You have been listening to The Business of Medicine on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.